this song in mind. God has been so good. He has been so good. And Mr. Stowe and I are going to tag team on this next part here. And we're probably both going to be a bunch of crying babies <laughs> in this part. But um, we're coming up on the year anniversary of Little Miss Ella Kate's heart transplant. Tuesday will be the year anniversary. Can we just say hello to Miss Ella Kate? Hey, sweetie. <laughs> She's all waving. She's waving. And, of course, Mom and Dad. Let me just quick you, quickly take you on this journey for those of you who may be fairly new. Um, it was March 3rd, March 4th. We were uh, at the men's retreat. We're coming up on the men's retreat again, but we were at the men's retreat, and I got a, a phone call or a text that um, the Lightners had a beautiful, healthy baby girl. But that quickly changed. Probably, what was it, less than a day? 12 hours later, they said, you know what, something is wrong. Something is not right. And so um, she sees Papa back there. If she needs to go see Papa, that's okay. <laughs> um, she's so adorable. Oh, my goodness. Um, but anyway, we got the phone call that something was not right. And so uh, we came back from the men's retreat and went down to the hospital. And uh, basically, her heart was very, very sick. Um, and so with that, this is number two. Um, with that, um, we just started thinking, okay, what in the world is going to happen next? What, what, what's going on? And the doctors did not give a good diagnosis at all. Um, and so they called and asked uh, if we could do a baby dedication um, there in the hospital room. Here at Abundant Life, we do baby dedications. When babies are born, we bring them to the front. We pray over them, and we just say, God, this is yours. We, we, this, this child is yours. We commit them back to you. And so, um, <laughs> you come on up here, Papa. <laughs> oh, she wants to go outside. Okay. Uh, but you can see now, obviously, she's doing well. <laughs> so, anyway, we, we did the baby dedication. The whole family was in the room thinking this could possibly be it. But we never gave up our hope and our faith in who God was. And so uh, she was doing well, considering everything. Then it came to this time of the year, a little bit early in January, and um, Melanie called me and said her heart is very sick. She was starting to turn gray, not doing well, um, and so we, we need a miracle. So it was a Sunday like today that we just said, we got to pray. That's all we can do. All we can do is pray. I can't look at Mike and Jennifer over here. Um, all we can do is pray. And so we did. And so you guys, after that, you got family pictures in the back and went to Duckworth's restaurant for lunch. And so Stasha and I went somewhere else, I forgot, but we were, we were going into our home and my phone rang and I saw who it was calling and I knew what it was, right? And I, I mean, I wanna say this, obviously it was, I mean, I wasn't the dad or anything, right? But I had that moment of, you remember when you had your first child and your wife says, now's the time and guys, we start panicking, right? I started panicking. I'm like, Stasha, what are we supposed, you know, we need to pack our bags. We need to go to the hospital because we knew this would be an overnight thing that we would be at the hospital waiting on this heart transplant. So we get there about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. We beat, we did. Yes. Thinking this, <laughs> yeah, so they get there, and then, then about 11 o'clock that night, 1 o'clock in the morning is when they actually took her back, and by 3 or 4 o'clock? Yeah, at, at 5 for me. 
5 o'clock, her new heart was beating. So take us through just this past year how things have been with Miss Ella Kate. Can you? <laughs> well, I was doing really good this morning, and I said I wasn't going to cry, and then we've seen impossible things. Um, they gave us 0% hope that first weekend. Our cardiologist, who's still our cardiologist today, came in and said, you need to prepare yourself. Your daughter will not survive this. There is no possible way. He's also the same one who came in the room after transplant and said, she's stable. I had never heard those words anywhere. That morning when we came to church, one year ago tomorrow, I didn't want to be here. It was the first time I had been angry because she was suffering. I had watched her gasp watched her thrown up every feet. She was not well at all. We sat back there. We all cried together. You wrapped us in your love, in your strength, and in your prayers. Like you have from day one, a Sunday morning with no notice, you gave us our pastor and said, go ahead, have a dedication. And you all had a prayer service here for her. She is your baby as much as she is ours. So when he came in and he said, she's rock stable, God's time is never wrong. And that came from a doctor. Our organ donor saved our lives. And by the grace of God. The only reason Ella is here is by the grace of God. We have grown so much in our faith. We have grown so much from you all, from your prayers, from your love. So now to the good. Four days after transplant, their first four days, they were better than what was before, but they were hard. Four days after, she went from not being able to sit up for five minutes to sitting up for hours at a time, to laughing, to playing, to giggling. She wants the microphone. <laughs> um, so this, this past month has been the biggest changes for us so far. We went from having monthly cardiology checkups to Ella is so strong and so stable right now that we don't have to see them for three months. I was terrified when I left that doctor's appointment. I've never been that long with her without seeing Dr. Wallace and our team. But I have peace with it because I know he's in control. If she gets sick again, he'll take care of it like he did the first time. So now she is a typical almost two-year-old. She runs, walks, plays, talks like you hear her do every Sunday morning during church. <laughs> she does not have much of an immune system. Um, our biggest scare is that Ella would catch something, get a cold, her body would try to fight that off, and it would inevitably fight that new heart as well. So that's why she's in here with us and not around other children all the time. She um, is, has a feeding tube, but has not had to use that feeding tube in three and a half weeks. She knew first didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she of her medicines orally now. She is out of all therapy. I will talk about it. <laughs> she no longer needs physical things or occasional things. She has reached all of the knowledge of what physical things are. Truthfully, if you were to look at Ella, you would never know she was sick. You would um, know from, from our story and from us telling you, please wash your hands, please be careful. But you would.
she's ever known. She's happy. She's healthy. Um, we know that the road ahead is still scary. It will always be scary. She's very young. Hearts don't last forever in transplant events. We live every moment to the fullest. We're thankful for every day we get with her. We weren't promised any. You know, she also is very smart. She realized that the microphone that I gave her did not work. So she wanted, Papa wants to does share this, something. Does this one work? It does. Hi, baby girl. I, you know, we talked a, lot, a couple weeks ago about the Holy Spirit and feeling the Holy Spirit. And I've come a lot closer to God in the last year, but twice that I can tell you when you feel the Holy Spirit that I have felt him grab, grasp us in our hospital room um, David and Tasha came down and you know, and we uh, whatever we called it <laughs> dedicated her to God and that day there was more power in that room than you could ever feel I mean you could feel it but that day that we prayed in here and I think a lot of you people were here with us when we all had hands on each other's shoulders, the Holy Spirit touched us and blessed us. And you guys will never know what that meant to us. So thank you. you know, through this as well, Mike gave his heart to the Lord. You know, just ah, the Holy Spirit at work. Well, here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to pray, and as Melanie was saying, that Sunday you all released Stasha and I to be at the hospital, and there was a prayer service here that was going on, and uh, I think it was Matt and Mr. Stowe that were kind of in charge of the service that day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they just kind of took things over, but Mr. Stowe prayed, and um, he made a statement that this girl will live. He just really sensed. So I'm going to ask Mr. Stowe if he would pray. Uh, we're, and just, if you will, stretch your hands out this way. Miss Ella is everywhere, but we don't mind. We say this too. She talks a lot in church, but that reminds us that she is here. She has breath in her lungs. So join us as we uh, pray for Miss Ella. You know, it's so neat when you can see and you can touch God's blessings. Uh. I'm just thinking of the blessings and the miracles in our church that we can see and touch. We don't have an idea of all of them. Uh, one of them is whatever her name's. No, you're, you're I. Sunday afternoon, it was prayer. Clint gave last Sunday. Sunday afternoon, it was back to normal. Your daughter, my daughter. Your, how many of you have names to your blessings and miracles from God? You can look at them. What's her name? Miley. What a mighty God. This is going to be an eye-open prayer. Do not shut your eyes. And it's okay. We don't have to shut our eyes to pray. Father God, I thank you for that little girl. I thank you for the privilege you allowed us 
to feed into her healing in her life. I see all that you've done. No, I don't. I see an itty-bitty bit of what you've done. The resources and all that you've put into her life, you have something special. Hey, we're looking for proms and boyfriends <laughs> and grandkids. I just believe in my spirit. We might even be looking for siblings. Who knows? Brothers and sisters that she can boss around. That's not prophetic. That's just a prayer. And, and, and God just continue to work in their lives and allocates life and allow us and encourage us. It's not just a name on our prayer list on a daily basis, but it's a miracle from you we can see. Just as all these other miracles we can name, we can see and we can feel within our very being. You're such a good God. And I thank you for that. And Lord, we pray your blessings and we pray your peace and we pray that we would all have the faith to believe. You've brought her this far, not to turn around, but you've brought her this far to make her a, a, a witness for you. And Lord, I pray for her parents and her grandparents day by day that they might have faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. oh, that was so adorable. While, she, while we're praying, she's all high-fiving everybody, man. They can see her coming. That's right. Because they didn't see if you'd had your eyes closed, you would have missed the high-fives that was going on there. Oh, I'm so thankful for the work of God. Amen. And uh, Melanie has mentioned several times how, you know, sometimes when, obviously, Ella does not go back with the kids with her immune system and everything, yet, we're believing that to be strengthened, but sometimes she'll talk a little bit, but I believe it was Miss Jo. Miss Jo, you're the one who said, every time I hear little Ella Kate in the church service, it doesn't bother me, it reminds me that she's still here with us. And so we're okay with that. We're okay with that. She'll be preaching one day. I have a feeling that that may happen. You realize, I don't know if you heard me or not, but when I gave her the microphone that was not connected, she knew it wasn't working and she still kept trying to get the other one, that little stinker. <laughs> She's smart. If you are visiting with us today, I just want to welcome you. Thank you for being a part of Abundant Life and uh, just joining in on what God's doing here today. We're, we're so grateful that you're here with us. We are going through a series now called Who is the Holy Spirit? And uh, we finished up a 21-day fast. Uh, this month, and um, really focusing in on who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, this was led by our denomination through Foursquare. The focus this whole year is about who is the Holy Spirit and uh, seeing who He is just through doctrinal teaching, but also that experiential life. And we're going to get into that today uh, of allowing the Holy Spirit. We know that He comes upon us when we are saved. But when it's that baptism with the Holy Spirit that leads us to overflow, that's where the miracles, the signs and wonders, laying hands on the sick and they recover. What Jesus said, okay, what, what we read in the Bible, these things began to happen because we submit ourselves to him. Is this some kind of out of control craziness? We said this last week that people are crazy. So you may see that from time to time, but the Holy Spirit is not. 
He is not crazy. So we want to, throughout this year, begin to introduce, one, who the Holy Spirit is and the fact that he can work through us so that it does not become a fleshly type of, you know, I'll just use the word circus because it, it can become that. But, man, when we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have full understanding of who he is, and we can go forth with confidence and pray for somebody. Lord, I pray that they come to know you today as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that they are healed today. God, I pray that walls that have been built up are broken down in Jesus' name. And we begin to pray as the Holy Spirit directs. Uh, it's an amazing thing. So in this series, here's what we want to do. We want to learn about the Holy Spirit. Uh, for those of us, this may be new uh, teaching to you uh, as far as who the Holy Spirit is. We know the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, and for those of us maybe who have heard about the Holy Spirit all of our life, we want to fall in love again with who the Holy Spirit is and open up our lives and say, use me today. Because here's, here's another reality. Monday through Saturday, we're not here at church. Now, we have things that go on. The ladies had their thing uh, Friday night. We have Wednesday night study. The men's meet, men, men meet Tuesday morning. So we have gatherings and everything. But we're out among people who do not know Jesus and among people who do but need to be strengthened in their faith. And so we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, which is why I'm thankful for Sunday morning, Wednesdays, the ladies event, the different things that we have going on, Monday motivation that we're going to be having uh, with the young adults. Um, I'm thankful for those opportunities because it is an equipping time to where we can come together, encourage one another, and it's not always the pastor doing the encouraging. You know that you understand that here at Abundant Life, and I'm so thankful that it's not just about the pastor encouraging people. Mr. Stowe said you're kind of getting to the point where I think we all like each other. You know, we're just encouraging one another. So we're going to look at the gifts today, and as we're going through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, these are gifts that He gives to His people, and how He can use you. To benefit someone else. Isn't it great, you know, at Christmas, we just went through Christmas, how when you receive gifts, man, it's a wonderful thing. This is what I always wanted. But when I became a dad, I realized how amazing it was to give gifts and to look at people's faces when they open up a particular gift, you know. Well, being people who are led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts that we get to bestow upon other people, and as they open up an understanding to what God is wanting to do in them and through them and to encourage them, it's just like Christmas morning. And then you realize, God, you really do use me. It's just, it's a wonderful feeling, wonderful feeling. So today, again, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What we need to understand as we're talking about this, though, the wrong definition of the Holy Spirit leads us to wrong usage of what he wants to do in us. So again, the purpose is to understand really who he is. Um, so as we talk about the, the gifts of the Spirit, we understand that we're, we're doing this in order and properly and how the Holy Spirit wants to work through us. As we begin um, studying these gifts, we must understand that the gifts are the Holy Spirit at work through us for two reasons, to bring glory to Jesus and to encourage other people. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, to bring glory, uh, glory to Jesus and to uh, encourage other people. I want you all just to eyes on me just for a moment because I want you to hear this. The Holy Spirit wants to work through you, not just in you. Each and every one of you who are a believer here today, that Jesus Christ is your Savior. The Holy Spirit wants to work through you, 
to bless other people, not just in you, which is blessing for yourself. And they're both important. They're both great. It's what the Holy Spirit does. Because when the Holy Spirit becomes just about us, we have wrong usage of what he wants to do. Lord, bless me. Give me my best life now. Yeah, he wants to give you a good life. But what is the reason for that? So that you can be a blessing to others. Even in our trials and difficulties. We just saw a prime example of that. Wow, talk about a trial and a difficulty. And, and I, I could not imagine going through what you went through. We went through it with you, but not on the level that you were on, right? But that is a testimony now that they can bring to other people. Two weeks ago, I was sharing about Ryan and Gene, and you know, I was doing my Gene impersonation. I won't do it again today, Gene. But how um, a couple came to them and said, we want to have children. Yeah, I won't do it. Um, we want to have children, and Gene said, have you gone to your church for prayer? Do you go to church? Their trial of having children became a testimony that they were able to witness to other people. So I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for testimony uh, and that we can, and I don't want, when I say use the Holy Spirit, you understand what I'm saying. Um, really, it's allowing him to work through us. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, because like you, I believe if I'm going to talk about something, I want to I know what the Bible says. Uh, specifically about the Holy Spirit, specifically about the gifts, because if I preach my opinion or what I think something says, then all of a sudden I'm not really teaching God's word. But I want to have full understanding. And so I say, Holy Spirit, as I read this word, enlighten my mind, may I understand uh, what you are uh, saying to me through your word. So it's uh, 1 Corinthians 12. We will start in verse 1, and we're going to go through uh, verse 11 here. Says now, dear brothers and sisters, and this will not be up on the screen, by the way. I wanted you all to uh, kind of read along on your phone or on your Bibles because uh, you may want to underline some things. So, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Holy Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. This is Paul. Do you hear his heart? You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So when you gave your heart to Jesus, by the way, when you made that confession, that was the Holy Spirit working in you to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He goes into the gifts. There are uh, different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we all serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So it's the Holy Spirit that works in us and through us for these things that we're about to speak about. Verse 7 says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. You can underline that. That's why we receive spiritual gifts so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. We like those people. He can give us wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Verse 9, the same Spirit gives us great faith, or gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Holy Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts, 
He alone decides which gift each person should have. Wednesday nights, we're going over this. By the way, we're going to be discussing this on Wednesday night. So I encourage you to come out if you can. We're uh, really paralleling what we're doing on Sunday morning, but uh, just able to talk about it. I mean, you hear me talk enough on Sunday morning, so I like to have the discussion part of it. But um, if you are a believer, we just read this, okay? If you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit within you. We must believe that God's word is true because every gift is available today. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, the part of overflow where we would say, Holy Spirit, baptize me today with the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness, to minister. We must understand that these gifts are given from the Holy Spirit. That way pride is taken out of the way. Well, I have the gift of healing. There's a little bit of pride that's in there. I have the gift. No, the Holy Spirit distributes to whom he will. And it may not always be the same person. Because what if, for example, um, let's say that God has used me several times to lay hands on the sick and they recover. That is a gift of healing. Well, all of a sudden, Mike is at Kyle Busch Motorsports and one of his employees needs healing. Like he just, you know, he really pulled a muscle and it's affecting his job. I can't be there to pray for him. So the Holy Spirit at that moment, faith arises within Mike, and he prays for his employee, and all of a sudden, this employee is like, you know what? All of a sudden, that, that muscle that I pulled, it, it, it's better. What happens? Jesus is glorified through that process. So the gifts are distributed uh, as the Holy Spirit desires to do, to do so. So this is the empowered part of our year in focus. Um, so we're going to look at these uh, first three gifts today. So you ready for these? We're going to go into some detail of what these gifts are. That way, when the Holy Spirit begins to use you, you'll know what it is. And notice I didn't say, if the Holy Spirit. As we avail ourselves and say, Holy Spirit, use me today to bring glory to Jesus and to bless someone, the Holy Spirit will use you. He will make you aware of these situations the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts, but you can ask for them. I want to bring that out too. You can desire these gifts. That's at the end of that verse 11 that we just read. So if you are at a place, let's go with Mike again, where you have an employee or a friend or a family member who is not doing well or who needs some wisdom or who needs some knowledge, you can say, Holy Spirit, can you just enlighten me in this moment so that I can bless my friend, bless my family member so that Jesus is glorified? And, and, and watch him work. Let's first of all look at the gift of wisdom. We all want to be wise, don't we? I, I mean, I want to be known as someone who uh, is wise. Brady Boyd, he's a pastor down in Louisiana, and he said this, The Holy Spirit is at work through us to hear and speak wise counsel. You know, when folks come up to us who may not have the answer, we want to be able to give wise counsel, don't we? Why? To give glory to Jesus. James 1.5 says this. If you need wisdom, what do you have to do? Ask our generous God and he might consider giving it to you. Does it say that? No, it doesn't. It says he will give it to you and he will not rebuke you for asking. Uh, you may have been in a place like I have been at time. You think, well, I'm just not worthy. You don't, you don't know what my life has been. So I can't ask God. Well, right there in James, it says, ask God and he will not rebuke you for asking. You're in a, you're in a particular situation and, and you don't know what to do. I believe 
it can also even be in some trivial things. Now, let me explain this for a moment. Now, I, I, I'm going to say this, okay? This is not necessarily a scriptural teaching, but an observation that I have made. So take this for what it's worth, okay? But I believe that the Holy Spirit will even give me wisdom and daily activities to increase my faith. Let me give you a prime example. Something as silly as my hot water heater went out. I have no training in plumbing. I don't like to mess with gas appliances because I don't want to blow up. I don't want my hair to be singed, right? I want that to happen. Well, my hot water heater went out. So I said, Holy Spirit, I need some wisdom because I really don't want to throw down $1,000, you know, for however much hot water heaters cost. Can you give me some wisdom on this? And so here's what he led me to. A wonderful page on YouTube. And I called some folks who had done this before, and I said, can you give me some insight on this? Now, we've said this last week. You can watch things happen, but when you actually do them yourselves, it's totally different, okay? Especially when you're sitting in front of this water heater, and there's a gas line feeding into it, and you're thinking, I'm going to unplug this, I'm going to unscrew this, and I'm going to hope it doesn't blow up in my face. Really, when I plug it back in, that's when I don't want it to blow up in my face. But the Holy Spirit, something as trivial as that, gave me wisdom this week. And I bet I, I, I had to spend $100 to get the part to fix it. We have hot water heater now. Now you're thinking, okay, how does that bring glory to Jesus and how does that bless other people? I believe that was where I asked the Holy Spirit for wisdom and he gave that to me. I think that was a teaching moment or an example moment to where when the bigger issues come up, I can say, well, you know what? If God can help me give me wisdom with a water heater, then he can help me with what's going on in Dylan's life. I just believe it was a faith-building thing, okay? Again, I don't know that you'll find examples like that in Scripture. It's just an observation. Paul did that sometimes. He says, this is not the Holy Spirit writing. This is me. This is my advice. I'm just noticing that. So even in trivial things, can I ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom? Absolutely. You can ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, and then when it really does matter, your faith is built up. God help me with a hot water heater. What's more important than a hot water heater? People are. People are. And so he will use me even then. So have you ever faced a situation where you just don't know what to do? Am I the only one? Yeah? You, you just don't know what to do. Lord, this husband, this wife you gave me. These children, my husband's children, you know, you don't admit the fact that they're yours in those moments. This, this boss, these employees, oh, Lord, this church. Oh, Lord, the pastor. You're in a situation where you just don't know what to do. Wisdom helps you look past the mess. It does, because the Holy Spirit... Really, he comes in and speaks the word of Jesus, peace, be still, in the middle of that situation. It's the gift of wisdom that comes on. Lord, can you help me? Because, um, you know, I had a friend uh, from Bible college. Uh, we haven't really kept in contact um, over the years. He kind of went a different way, and um, we just, you know, nothing wrong. We just haven't kept in contact. Um, I found out this week that his 15-year-old daughter died in a car accident. Nathan's 15. You know, we, we had children about the same time. Holy Spirit, what, what should I do? I haven't talked with him since college. We haven't had anything wrong in between. You just, you know, you lose touch with people. Should I even try to contact him or would that just pour salt on something? I, I don't know. And I just felt, yeah. What do I say, Lord? Just tell him you're praying. 
You don't know what to say when people lose loved ones like that, do you? But I just, I, so I sent him a, the only contact I had was a Facebook messenger. So I messaged him and I said, I can't imagine the pain that you're going through. But I want you to know that Stasha and I are praying for you. And his response back was, it's been a long time. Thank you so much. We feel the prayers. You know, I, I could have gone off on my own little tangent and said something wrong. But something like that, Lord, give me wisdom. Should I contact and what should I say? I'm hoping that all these messages that are coming into this family are drawing them to Jesus through a gift of wisdom. Something as simple as, Lord, I don't even know what to do. Would you give me wisdom? And the Bible says he will give you wisdom and he will not rebuke you for asking. How do you transform the world around you? Ask for wisdom. You may not be able to transform the world. I heard this on the radio. You may not be able to transform the world, but you can transform somebody else's world. Just by asking, Holy Spirit, use me today. See how simple that is? Uh, the Holy Spirit, when you begin talking, you start thinking, ooh, you know, weird stuff. But especially back in the day, it was the Holy Ghost. You know, that's how we would say it in Pentecostalism back in the day. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Ghost. No T on the end of it, just Holy Ghost. And so um, that kind of got a little odd, you know. But it's just, he's so practical because he wants to bless people and he wants to use you to do it through word of wisdom. Here's a quote from the 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting Foursquare put out. It says this, Insight from the Holy Spirit is a sure word, an authentic utterance from the throne of grace ready to, uh, ready, to ready my mind, to strengthen my hands, to steady my knees, and direct my feet. At those moments, I don't even know what to do. You get, you hear weak knees. Which direction should I go? My mind can't even think right now. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. And there's a steadiness that comes from the Holy Spirit through the word of God to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Wisdom speaks into the chaos and confusion of the mind, freeing people to live in God's purpose. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's plans and purposes will prevail. How will the Lord's plans and purposes prevail? When I say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom for the day. Give me wisdom as I lead my family. Give me wisdom as I lead my church, as I operate my business, as I honor my boss, as I try to figure life out. As I try to figure all of this out. The gift of knowledge. Let's look at this one. This, is gift, this gift is different from wisdom, although it sounds the same. When you think of wisdom and knowledge, they kind of sound like the same thing. So let's, let's look at this one for a moment. The gift of knowledge reveals what is true. In a world of lies and deceit and uncertainty and confusion and maybe this and maybe that, knowledge reveals what is true. But it's more than just facts, okay? So let's look at John chapter 4, if you want to turn there with me. This is the story when Jesus came into this Samaritan town, and uh, he went to the well because he was thirsty, and he met this woman there. And this woman was, um, he, he asked her for water, and she says, why in the world are you talking to me? Because you're a Jew. She was talking to Jesus. You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan, and we don't deal with one another, you know, we, we, we just don't do that. 
essentially, uh, we're going to see what Jesus does. This is a gift of knowledge that Jesus begins to operate in, okay? So here's the setting, woman at the well, giving Jesus water. He begins to talk to her. She says, why are you talking to me? We shouldn't be talking to one another because it's a racial thing. Bottom line is what it was. Verse 15 of John chapter 4, Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water that I've just asked you for will thirst again. Verse 14, but those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So here's the woman. She says, well, I want this water. I'm kind of sick of coming to the well every day. Verse 15, she says, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Now, here's where the gift of knowledge presenting truth came in. Did Jesus know this woman? According to the scriptures, no. But look what he says. Verse 16, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man that you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet, <laughs> right? She's like, um, how did you know all this? You, you must be a prophet from God. How in the world, uh, we know that Jesus was God. We also know that the Bible teaches us that he laid down those rights when he came here and became fully man. Yes, he was fully God, but he relied on the power of the Holy Spirit to give us an example. How would Jesus know that this woman had been married five times and the man that she was with now wasn't even her husband? It was the Holy Spirit, and it was the gift of knowledge bringing truth to point her to Jesus. Not only that, it was to bless others, because right after this, Jesus said, go get your husband and bring him back. So when she goes back, she tells the whole town, here is a woman who is living basically in adultery. Here is a woman who was I want to bring this out too, extremely defeated. How do we know that she was defeated? Well, because back in biblical times, women could not divorce their husbands, husbands divorced their wives. So if for whatever reason you did not satisfy your husband, they would divorce you. So she had something going on to have had five husbands and they all dismissed her. There was a lot that was going on in there. And through the Holy Spirit, Jesus observed what was going on in her life. And he was beginning to bring healing to her. Now that's, that's, that's crazy stuff, isn't it? Think about that. If God were to reveal something like that to you, that's just one of those mind-blowing things. I want to I bring this down practically for a moment. I want to talk to parents. Did you know that you can ask God about your kids and the Holy Spirit will reveal truth to you? And we're not talking about manipulation here, okay? It's discovering the truth for the good of your children. Some of you had parents like this. How in the world did they know that I've been going through this? How in the world did they know? How did they know I was not where I was supposed to be? Well, if they were a praying mom, I guarantee you they asked and the Holy Spirit told them. Not for manipulation purposes, but so they could pray for you. Yeah. I see little moms and dads and kids pointing at their moms. Yeah. I'm just crazy enough to believe, well, no, I believe I have faith enough in the word that if Nathan is struggling with something and he's not really ready to talk about it, 
that the Holy Spirit can share that with me so that I can pray for my son. Not so that I can say, oh, I see what you're thinking about. All of a sudden, I've just operated in the flesh with that. But if instead I can say, Nathan, can I pray with you in this area? Because here's what the Holy Spirit has told me. And I want to help you. As your dad, I want to help you. Parents, you can ask the Holy Spirit, and he will give you wisdom on how to properly, in a godly fashion, raise your children. I also know this. Some of you are working with aging parents. God can give you wisdom on how to work with your aging parents. God, what are we supposed to do? Your neighbor next door, they're really struggling. God, can you, something's not right. We haven't talked to our neighbors in, in two weeks and they're just kind of offish. What's going on? How can we help them? And with the gift of knowledge, because you have asked the Holy Spirit, you can speak into a life that brings glory and honor to Jesus Christ and bring someone closer to Jesus Christ. Isn't that just like the Holy Spirit to do it? To give you the knowledge that you need? Um, Winston and Anna told the church this, uh, going back to the kids thing, the, the, I was listening to a, a particular pastor, one I was mentioning, Brady Boyd, and he told a story about how he was at lunch with his oldest son, and he just knew something wasn't right. He just knew it. And he looked at him. I'm just going to use Nathan for an example since he's right here. He says, so Nathan, what's going on? Dad, I'm not ready to talk about it. Okay, and so dismisses himself, goes to the bathroom, and in those moments, Brady is, is, is there, and he's saying, Holy Spirit, can you help me because I want to help my son. And he came back, and he sat down, and he said, Son, here's what the Holy Spirit just told me. And the son's eyes got this big. Not be, Well, yeah, I think it was because I perceived you to be a prophet, just like the lady did with Jesus. But he understood in that moment that his dad loved him so much he was willing to pray. You know what else that son figured out? That the Holy Spirit speaks to his dad and the Holy Spirit can speak to him as well to give that knowledge. This is not just for parents. It's not just for kids. It's for all who call upon the name of the Lord. You can ask God for knowledge. You can ask God for wisdom and he will give it. From the 21 days of prayer and fasting, quote on knowledge. Knowledge becomes wisdom, which becomes truth. Knowledge is to know Jesus Christ. Wisdom is to make him known. Truth is Jesus. The coming together, the culmination of all knowledge and wisdom. This is what I know about Jesus. He wants the best for your life. And because I know this and the Holy Spirit is sharing some, some things with me, you speak that over people. See, human wisdom can't explain how this happens. It's just something, a settling that's within your spirit, within your mind, within your heart. There's a settling that's there, and you just know it's from God. What if I mess up? What if you do? You were wrong. But what if you were right and you held back on the truth that someone else needed to hear? So I want to encourage you, speak out in favor, say, I have no idea what you're even talking about. One of two things, either they do know what you're talking about and they don't want to admit it, or two, you begin to pray about that. Holy Spirit, show me where I was wrong. Help me to clearly hear your voice. And that goes back to the hot water heater. Something so simple that I said, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. So the next time I have that feeling or I feel that I hear that voice, 
then I know it's God. And I can speak it and I can bring hope to people. This is how the Holy Spirit wants to use me and you. Finally, let's look at, look at the gift of faith. The Holy Spirit works through us to fill us with faith in any situation. You may come up against obstacles. You may come up against situations. And you're just like, you know what? There's no way. There's absolutely no way. There's no way we can have a baby. There's no way our baby's going to make it. There's no way. But then the Holy Spirit comes upon you with this faith. And you know what? Humanly speaking, this is not possible. But with God, all things are possible. And that faith comes upon you from the Holy Spirit. Here's Hebrews 11.1 1, if you want to write this down. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, and it is the evidence of things we cannot see. So you may not see in that very moment the healing that was coming upon Ella Kate, but in the spirit you knew it was going to happen. Was it through a doctor? Yes, it was. Did we pray for a miraculous healing? Yes, we did. But God chose this other route, and she's here today. She's not preaching right now, but she might. There's still a few minutes left. You know, She's so adorable. But it's the, the, the substance of things that we cannot see, the evidence of things that we cannot see. We may see it in the spirit, of fir, at, see it in the spirit in, at first, but then it comes to being. Matthew 14, 29 says this, and this is the story when Peter, um, they're on the boat and Jesus comes walking on the water. Another crazy story that you're just like, only God, right? Uh, so here, here they are, they're in the, in the boat, walking on the water, Matthew 14, 29. Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Verse 29, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Now, we like to focus on the part that Peter sank. And I think the reason that we do that, because we're scared. And I'm so, when I say we, I'm talking me in here too. We're scared that when we take a step of faith, that we're going to sink. But let me be like Peter, who's at least willing to get out of the boat and keep my eyes upon Jesus. Because when Peter started to sink, what happened? He began to look at the wind and the waves that were around him. That's when he began to sink. So Peter was a man full of faith. Yes, he began to sink, but he's the only disciple who got out of the boat. The only one who got out of the boat. So Lord, give me this type of faith that when you say do this, I follow your Holy Spirit and I do it. That when you ask me to speak a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, that in faith, I do it. When you tell me to go up and pray for someone, that I do it. When you tell me to send an email or a message to a friend you haven't talked to in forever, that you do it. It's about obedience. You can be full of faith, like Peter, but you can also have no faith. That's just the opposite of that, right? We want to be people full of faith by the Holy Spirit. And we see that happening at Abundant Life. Just like Mr. Stowe was talking earlier and Allison was leading us through. Man, some of the things that God has done here. How do you identify people who are full of faith, including yourself? Those who are full of faith have a strong and a bold prayer life. Church, strengthen your prayer life. How do you do that? Pray every day. And, and uh, I was... Blessed enough, my mom, uh, I had a drug problem growing up. Mom drugged me to church every Sunday. That's, <laughs> I borrowed that one. 
you've heard that one before. That's okay. You still laugh. Thank you. Um, but we used to have this song in kids' church. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. And it'll grow, grow, grow. Um, I think I've heard that even recently, too. Allison, she's all because sh she had a drug problem, too, from her parents dragging her uh, to church. And I guess it was a four-square thing. I don't know. But um, anyway, we began to pray, and, and, and that's how our faith is. We ask our God to increase our faith. So if I want to be a person who is full of faith, I began to pray. Pray with the Spirit and pray in understanding. Two ways. We'll get into praying the Spirit in a couple weeks. Here's what powerful faith-filled prayers sound like. Not, Father, if you are willing, but Father, your word says. This is what your word says. And we are standing upon the promises of your word. Not manipulating God and not demanding of God, okay? It's not that. We're just saying, God, this is what your word says. We believe your word. Faith is rising up in me that what you said is true. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you make that a reality. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, the evidence of things we cannot see, the work that needs to be done in my family, in my job. Lord, I'm praying for that today. May that become a reality because your word says. I want to give you a good example of this. Mr. Stowe uh, spoke about it just a few moments ago, but I've asked Clint before, Clint Smith, where'd you go, Clint? He's, he's, he's awake now. Good. Um, messing with your brother. But I've asked him, what, how would you explain you know, your prayer life? And he, he says, well, I don't like to pray out loud. Now, this was a few years ago. Then we went to some men's retreats. And now anytime he's here on Sunday, I ask him to pray and lead our circle of uh, before service prayer. And, and he prays. Um, he would say, you know, I just don't like to pray in front of people. Yeah. Clint, one-on-one, -on -one, he's not quiet. But in a group, he tends to be quiet, right? So... Last Sunday, we're here, and, and Lisa does. She says, you know, my eye has this issue. And so I said, okay, Clint, you pray for us today. Clint prayed that afternoon, that morning, but that afternoon, all the pain that Lisa was experiencing in her eye went away. Why is that? Because Clint Smith, a man who would tell you that, you know, I just I don't like to pray in front of people all the time, which has changed now, prayed in faith, and she was healed. What did Clint pray the word of God. Sim simple, absolutely. You know, and, and how did Jesus often pray? He didn't have these long 15-minute prayers, and there's nothing wrong with long prayers. We need to pray, I feel, you know, at length at times. But when he came up to someone, he says, in he would say, you know, rise up and walk. Now we say in Jesus' name. But he would say, take up your mat. The apostles said that as well. But when, when the guys uh, brought their friend and lowered him through the roof. We read through in the Bible there. Jesus prayed over this guy, and he was healed. And Jesus tells us, you pray in faith. Holy Spirit, I need faith today to believe. There's, a, there's another story in the Bible, um, and I didn't write this one down, so I can't tell you where it is exactly. I'll have to look it up. But there's a nor another story in the Bible of uh, a dad, I believe it was, and his daughter had, was very sick. And he said, Lord, I believe, because Jesus told him, if you have faith, if you believe, she will be made well. And Jesus said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's so simple yet profound, and I think we have all been there before. I'm having a hard time. I believe in you, 
but help my belief in this area. I need faith that only the Holy Spirit can give. I pray that prayer a lot. Jesus, I believe in you, but in this particular area, I need you to help my unbelief. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just begins to bring back scripture. He'll send someone, he'll send the Nicklos my way and say, hey, I just wanted to encourage you in this. I've had some of you stop by the church at just the right times before because I was thinking through something. I was pondering something, whether it be the church related or my family related, and folks just stop by and say, hey, I just want to let you know I was praying for you in this particular area. I'm like, what? How did you know? Well, I knew how they knew. The Holy Spirit talked to them and gave wisdom at that moment. Church, don't hold back. When you sense the Holy Spirit has given you an encouraging word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge for someone, do not hold back. Because God wants to use you to bring hope to someone. You. I'm not talking to just the elders. I'm not talking to just the teachers. I'm not talking to just whoever. I'm talking to every single one of us. Mary, God wants to use you. I think Mary, well, Ella Kate's probably the youngest one in here, but, you know, of the older folks. Every single one of us. Ink, God wants to use the oldest of us, too. Got to give my buddy a hard time about that. He wants to use every single one of us. Age does not matter. Race, male or female. We believe, of, we believe empowering men, women for ministry. I know some churches don't necessarily believe that, but I see so many stories in the Bible where women were the first to declare the gospel when they ran back from the tomb. We want to empower everyone. That's part of our core values. We empower generations with the gospel through faith, through knowledge, through wisdom. Let me clear up a couple things as we're, as we're closing out here. Those who are full of faith are steady when others are shaky. Their faith is based upon the word of God, not an empty wish. Faith overcomes logic, peer pressure, and fear. And here, here's something I ha actually have it highlighted so that you all could see this too. But faith should always be based on who God is and what he's, his word says, not faith in a result. So in other words, our faith is not in the healing, but our faith is in the healer. Our faith is not in the provision, but our faith is in the provider. You see how that, that works uh, and, and how we, we do that, um, how we pray? I wrote a couple quotes down. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know that he holds the future, life is worth living just because he lives. Those are moments of faith that just begin to rise up in us. When you receive Jesus as Lord of your life, you took a huge leap of faith. And it continues today. We're going to close out this morning. And I want to give you, as um, Lisa's going to come and play with us, play for us, play with us. <laughs> what game are we playing, Lisa? <laughs> Bring out the beach balls, you know. Kids' church, they're playing a game. Yes. Absolutely, please do.
Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to pray for it as we close out here in just a few moments. We're going to pray. For, no, no, no. That's perfect. I wish I, I wish I would have thought of that too. Because we want to pray that that family has an encounter. I don't, I don't know what their relationship is. They may be saved, but we want to pray for the donor family as well. Oh, thank you. I want to give us each an opportunity for the Holy Spirit. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit. One, it may be to fill you for the first time. Yes, the Holy Spirit, again, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He is in you. But I'm talking about, we call it this, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that is the overflow for witnessing part. And you would say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me to overflowing today? That may be you today. If you've never made that prayer, Holy Spirit, fill me today. Your prayer may be this, Holy Spirit, I need wisdom. Could you grant me that gift today? Your prayer may be this, the gift of knowledge. I need to know what truth is, Holy Spirit, in this moment. It may be to grant you faith because you're shaky right now with a particular area. It may be to bring you to Jesus today as well. Can we just stand for a moment? I just, I sense in this moment, and I know we're right on the hour here. Can you give me, is it okay if we go about five minutes over? We normally don't. Normally we've been getting done early. Um, I just sense the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak something corporately today. Maybe not to us corporately, but maybe to an individual. You've probably been a part of services before. Was I sense someone out there, you have this issue with your heart and God is healing you. Um, so I'm up here pausing. Why is that? Because I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, can you tell me what's going on? And I think he's wanting us to just wait for a moment because I believe that God has given us maybe even a prophecy or something, a, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or just faith. Is anybody sensing anything this morning? You just, you sense that the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak through you today. If you are, just uh, come on down here for a minute because I want you to speak it. By the way, just can I say this real quick too? This is all throughout the scriptures in the book of Acts. So this is not a weird thing. This is in the book of Acts. These type of things happen. God is wanting to speak something to Jamie. And I'm not getting the message for it. But I just sense, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God is wanting to speak something to Jamie. God speaks to me through pictures at times. I, I just looked outside and it's starting to rain again. Jamie, you have availed yourself to God, and he is using you in mighty ways. I am so proud of you and Danny, <laughs> just your marriage and 
kids and the, the steps of faith that you have made. Um, but there's still something from the past that is holding on to you. And the Holy Spirit is washing that away. Because you, God, can you take this from me? And in this moment, he is taking it from you. been praying that what you have been praying for God is going to reconcile it and the hopes and the dreams that you've had regarding your family are going to come to pass Can I just encourage you? This is not some kind of psychic thing that's going on right here. I want to encourage you in that. I believe this is things that the Holy Spirit is speaking, that he just wants to encourage people. What are we doing? We're bringing glory to the name of Jesus, and we're encouraging people. Anybody have anything? Dean, do you have anything? Is your wife? She's not looking at me. I know she hears from the Lord. Jen, hang on a minute, Jen, let me get this. Oh, you got it. Come on up here, Jen, so everybody can see you. <laughs> I hope this is okay, Melanie. <laughs> and because the Lord didn't put that, or the Lord did put that desire in your heart. So have peace. Don't let Satan steal it. <laughs> He has big plans for your family. So just have peace and know that the Lord put that desire there. Anybody else? See how hard that was? It was, it was it, you know? Anybody else? Can you pass this back to Pam? For those of you who are praying for your adult children, remember this, the battle belongs to the Lord. Exodus 14, 14, be still. The battle's already won. One day I will see my children serve God. One day you will see your family saved. We don't have to ask if that's God's will. The Word says it's His will. The Word has supplied us with everything we need. So be still. Trust Him for the next steps. Your families, we put a prayer, a hedge of protection around them. But know this, He has already fought this battle. The battle's won.
if you're following the uh, reading plan for the church in Exodus 13, 21, God called his children out of Egypt. They had no clue where they were going. I heard a little conversation before church. And the statement was, if men knew what's going to happen tomorrow, they're going to turn and run. And we all have that fear of tomorrow. But God said to the children of Israel in 13, 21, he says, I will go before you, them by day a pillar of cloud, and by night a pillar of fire. We're going to be able to see at night, and we'll be able to follow the cloud during the day. And you say, I don't follow clouds. Our cloud is the Word of God. Our cloud is the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, my goodness, what a gift. Which shelf do you leave it laying on? Get that gift up there and get it right in front of you. Follow it every day and every night. What a word. What a word. What a promise. There were millions of people he was talking to at one time. Yeah. We're only 77 in this realm of men. He can, he can do millions. He can do us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How I'm going to close this out, um, the last point there to bring you to Jesus. And Mr. Stowe is going to, if you guys will pray for us, with what Melanie was talking about for the donor family, but um, maybe you want them to pray for you right after the service is over as well. There's something that, you know, you just, I need agreement in prayer. They'll be here to pray with you, okay? So once we're dismissed, come down front, let them pray for you. Uh, but they'll dismiss us here in a moment. But um, to bring you to Jesus, if you've never made that declaration of faith and, you know, the church is kind of new to you, this whole Jesus thing is kind of new to you and you're, you're, you're figuring it out, um, First of all, Jesus is real, who he is. The Holy Spirit, he, he is real. But if you've never made confession of Jesus Christ as Lord, even though maybe you've been at church a lot of your life. But today you say, I need to pray that prayer because I've never prayed Jesus become Lord of my life. Savior and Lord are two different things. One, he'll save you from your sin. But Lord of your life means take control. That's a scary place to be. But it's not really. It's not really. If you've never made that prayer of confession today, can you just slip up your hand? Because I want to pray with you. Anybody in here? You want to pray that prayer today? Anybody in here today, you say, you know what? I need to come back to the Lord because I used to be at a place in my life where I followed him more closely. And today I need to, we, we use this in church. I don't know if it's in the Bible necessarily, but we want to rededicate our life to the Lord. God, today I've blown so many times, so many things. I, I need to make a fresh commitment to you. Anybody like that? Anybody? I love you. God loves you. Mr. Stowe, Ms. Vicki, will you dismiss us today? I'll see you at the back. We have a couple other elder couples up front. If y'all would make your way down to pray for folks as they come up. Melanie, thank you for reminding us. We get excited in what we can see. But there was a mom and dad made a decision about a gift. Father God, I pray this morning 
that your spirit would enter in and refresh that feeling, that moment that they signed those papers to make that decision. And Lord, I pray your spirit would dwell in their hearts and that their hearts would be overflowing with our gratitude and your gratitude and your blessings in their lives for their gift. Lord, I pray this morning as we have received from you that which was sent to us by word through our pastor, that it might quicken our hearts and change us into who you've called us to be. Lord, I thank you as you go with us in Christ's name. Amen.